0: Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the weekly podcast from the Marketing Minds at DQConvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you; we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the Ad Doctor,
1: Andrew Peek. We're here, episode number thirty-seven, recorded live on November first, and we also have Becca.
2: Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> that's like a, a wrestling announcer introduction. I we we, got we there. need
1: to do a wrestling <laughs> episode i've never watched wrestling ever just never was into that but we could do a parody on that that'd be a lot of fun that'd
0: be something let's just uh let's hop right into story time
1: yeah story time i have a good story it's a great
0: story uh, i saw your notes here about a concrete mixer truck and i'm i'm very curious to see where this is going <laughs> it
1: has to do with construction we're you know home builders all this stuff no well yeah uh-huh. it does so i was coming back from tampa that's you know over the bridge at the stoplight i see a big mixer truck and i look over i'm like what's that thing over there um on the it like connects to the the tires all the tires Mm in the back and it's called a tire boss i'm like oh that's that's pretty cool let me let me google that and it's its own air pump system in case they get a flat tire if you could imagine they got the concrete mixing if they got stuck somewhere the amount of money and just logistical issues and just nightmare of having
0: to fix that right so they one have, of my favorite dirty jobs episodes of all time i remember that one the job of going into a concrete truck and breaking out concrete that's dried to the truck like oh Ooh. someone crawls in there with a, a chisel or not a chisel a um like a, a jackhammer jack jackhammer yeah and has to hammer that stuff out oh inside gosh. it yeah I that mean, can't
1: be good and that's just like what got stuck at the very end uh-huh. right so if you got your however many thousands of gallons yeah. or, or a like stick of dynamite
0: because you're not going to break all that That's
1: out it's not going to so that is a necessity the tire boss and i thought it, and maybe they never even use it like who knows like how often it or it might like fill it up like here's you know a pound of pressure or something in this tire but it's there you know and for the like oh no stuff is broken we need to keep this on the truck and i'm sure it's super expensive and it's it made me think about like marketing with our builders and is there things that we can do that would be like a tire boss? Maybe it's not, you know, for the, in that case with a mixer, it is hundred percent necessary to prevent the issue, but maybe there's things we could do with marketing that it's not directly like, Hey, we need to do this right now, but it's a good insurance policy, you know, just to, to be the leader, be, you know, like put our, keep our name out there, but it's not super expensive. It's not going to be, Hey, look how many leads we got from this, which just sounds like blasphemy what I'm saying here.
0: I was just going to say, are you are you leading I us know, towards billboards? Is that is that where we're going?
1: I, yes, billboards. That's what that's exactly where we're going. No, no, no. <laughs> it would be like so. We have you have your whole budget, and maybe X percent is dedicated towards testing um, new ideas. This would be like uh-huh. the same type of thing in that category, just good things. And I'm trying to remember what episode number we did all the branding talk on.
0: Oh yeah, that was uh, early on. I think episode like four on. or yeah. five. Maybe I feel like early. we kind
1: of had that conversation. Things to do just because you're a builder. Just just to do it where you're not expecting a huge outcome of like, look, we got 50 leads and this generated 10 appointments, all that stuff. But it's still like that's still a good idea to do those those things. I can't
2: like getting good pictures,
1: getting good Um, pictures is necessary for sure.
0: That's necessary. But I think you're talking a little bigger, not nothing that's blocking and tackling, almost like taking and I've told the story before, so I'll keep it short. My old boss at, at Heartland, when it was still a family owned company, you know, he was always coming up with these crazy PR stunts and branding ideas. And I would try my best to just have to do one a year because that wasn't my normal bent. Right. I'm more of a mm-hmm. tactical, oh, yeah. uh, strategic, you know, go for the results. Yeah. But I definitely over time realized that you do have to sometimes waste money yes. uh, in air quotes, right, to do something that's more experiential perhaps more social in terms of giving back or giving back to the community. I think definitely you need to have some type of pure brand. I just think of it as pure branding where you're not going to try to measure the ROI over mm-hmm. the next week or month
1: definitely that's where i'm going okay. that's where i'm okay. going Got it. yeah those or even a cumulative a cumulative effort of things where it's like oh we could do this but we are actually going like oh, just a little bit more cost a little bit more money but the effort of all those adds up to like people giving more referrals or having just that much better experience with that builder who does those little things and that's my story so we all need a tire boss whatever that is <laughs> i don't know yet but i will find out
0: i'm curious Be- becca when you were with a builder, did you guys do any tire boss? This is this a new T-shirt design type, tire yeah. boss type uh, marketing? Tire
2: boss. Yeah, we did. Um, every other year we built a house with Habitat for Humanity.
0: Perfect. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And how would you promote that that was happening or talk about it?
2: Um, I would use social a lot and I didn't do a whole lot of paid ads because it was back when, you know, 2015 I think was the last one we did and so it was the height of social but Mm -hmm. um yeah so I would do that on Facebook I would take the drone out there take photos just hang some photos on the website and really just make it part of what we did
0: yeah my we did a lot of tire boss things and maybe we should just do a wasting money on Tire Boss Moments episode, yes. but the one that I, <laughs> I I wish everyone would do who's listening, because I still think this has legs um, and I don't know of anyone who who's pulled it off yet. In a parade of home scenario, builders get a lot of the materials donated by the manufacturers. So, you still are paying for the labor, but the material is donated because they want the exposure and the relationship. Gotcha. And so, a lot of prey to homes, they get overspect and the builders don't worry as much because they still have margin there because that was all free. And cool. kind of instead of doing that where you're on one street all together or, or an event where you're sharing with everyone else, I always thought it'd be fun to just have. A single home, it could be a new floor plan or existing floor plan, but a single home in in one of your neighborhoods, maybe even a struggling neighborhood where you go to your manufacturers and say, we want the latest and the greatest and we're not going to offer it like we, we literally can't and will not sell this. An example, Kohler has a shower that has LED lights in the ceiling and there's like a storm button that you can push and lightning flashes and there's sound. Oh, nice. I need this. It's like an immersive experience. (laughs) I need it. And it's like $10,000 for this kit that you would add into a shower that costs you another $10,000 to build. And you can plug in your music to it. I mean, it's just amazing. But And that's something where even as a custom home builder, we weren't going to offer that as a standard option ever. But to be able to put all of those kind of things into a single home and just say, this is basically our test home of the future. And we invite the town, the city, you know, to come out and take a look and, and see what it is. I think you get, you get a lot of... Brand awareness, just because people know who built the home, mm-hmm. but also you can kind of impact how your brand is perceived by you may not be the most forward thinking in everything you currently sell now, but you could get that some of the anyway. I we, we should dig into that more later, but just that I love great that. story, Andrew. Yeah, one of my favorites. I love that. Well, that
1: gets. Yeah, I need it. I need it down here. You know, we don't have that many new homes, and and Pinellas County, and still, when I, I say you, you should look at those new homes over in this area, there's like four new neighborhoods, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, no, go there and like look at that, and then go look at the 50 year old house that you're considering. Um, even though I'm not going to buying a new home myself, just because location is more important for me. But like, it's like night and day difference. Um, just mm-hmm. the brand new home versus something that's 50 years old and updated. Yeah. And updated. Um, so just yeah. getting people aware of that, I think like the demand for new would, would certainly increase.
0: And I think people would have the same experience that you just had, where they would look at that shower and they certainly might ask the sales rep over. You know, maybe you have this home open for two week period of time or a month or something, mm-hmm. uh, a limited period of time before you sell it. A lot of people are going to look at it and say, "That's a freaking cool shower. I want, I want that in my regular home that I'm building in the neighborhood, ten minutes down the street." But as soon as you tell them, "Sure, we can put that shower," Well, that shower is $10,000. They're going to say, oh, never mind. good. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's not that cool. (laughs) But you get the cachet of putting all those things together Mm -hmm. in one home and talking about the home of the future. I think you get a lot of press coverage. I think you'd be on the local news. Oh, yeah. I think there's all kinds
1: of. The realtors would come out there just as. Yeah. So that's perfect. It's a tire boss.
0: All right, Becca, let's let's go to your story time. What do you what do you got on on the docket?
2: Well, tomorrow I've got our design center appointment for the new house. Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. This is the second time we've had to schedule it since somehow the first time got lost in the system. So, I'm really excited to kind of be able to customize the home cuz I know we there just isn't a whole lot for sale here, and it's it's a lot of those 50-year-old houses that need to be redone, and by the time mm-hmm. you redo them, you're looking at about the same prices. New construction. So why not just start with what we want? Nice. Which we get to pick out tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Now, have you been able to do any pre-work? Have they sent you any way to look at stuff before you go? Or is it just kind of what what you see? Tell us how that's going to work.
2: Well, as far as I know, it's what we see when we get there. They haven't given us anything really. um, Yeah, there's not a whole lot of homework going on. We're kind of... That
1: stressed me out. I feel like I'd be (laughs) needing to look at every single color
2: of everything. I think I have a pretty good idea of what I want. It's just trying to fit it on the budget. What if they don't have it? Well, I'm sure they'll have something (laughs) I like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They better. That whole thing does, I mean uh yeah i just did you get more than one visit do you know like how, no it's
2: three hours
0: okay oh gosh
2: so we have to drive over to raleigh which is like an hour and 20 minutes so oh. then we get three hours there to when you go to raleigh
0: out- make sure you have dinner at the pit that's still oh, my the favorite too. barbecue in the country i think
2: yeah
1: oh the pit i'm writing um, this down in case I ever go to Raleigh. Perfect. That sounds quite stressful. Then three hours, one and done. I hope they serve beverages to calm and accelerate the decision-making process. That uh, would stress me out.
0: Yeah. I, my first design center experience when we built our first home here in, in Columbus, I think we were there for like a half hour because we wanted to make as few upgrades as possible. We were just barely, gotcha. you know, and so I've never personally been through the design center experience uh, where you get where, where you approach it, kind of like Jackie was talking about her car. You know, I'm not I'm no longer just trying to get the least uh, expensive uh, okay. thing possible. But now I actually would pay for the heated steering wheel, you know, that that kind of idea. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I and I thank thank goodness I don't think I'm going to have to because next time I'll I'll probably just build the house myself with a general contractor or something because I don't think my wife would be able to take it in any design center experience that I've seen builders use now without enough pre-work and post-work online at yeah. home. I feel like she would melt under the stress. <laughs> Sorry. Well,
2: honey. I guess I'll find out tomorrow if I melt yeah. from stress. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: bring your bring your cat with you. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. You go.
2: He's going to stay at home.
0: <laughs> therapy cat.
1: This is my therapy cat. He's on a leash.
2: Maybe we'll go to a brewery after we afterwards and go. drink our stress away. There you
0: um, go. Well, my story is unfortunately not as much of a fun one, but I, I think it's going to be relatable for a lot of people listening and a warning for those who it doesn't apply to right now, which is there's a couple of people out there that I've talked to in the past couple of weeks who felt like they had a really great setup and position, meaning people in the company understand how marketing's changed Um, they understand what it is that we do and and what it looks like and that it's it's digital focused now and we're focused on results and i feel great you know just generally about their role and how it's viewed and and the work that they're getting done and as the market has shifted in some parts of the country more so than others that's that's not necessarily the case and and just a couple examples of that are where people are being asked to do things that they thought were put off the table four years ago. You know, I stopped doing billboards four years ago, and now they're saying, hey, things are slowing down. Let's bring the billboards back. Or maybe we should go test out radio. Uh, I think we talked briefly about someone who asked me, you know, hey, the market's cooled off a little bit. So I'm thinking about turning off all of my Google ads and social media ads for the rest of the year. What do you think? (laughs) And it's (laughs) It's uh, So I was talking about this with Steve Schumacher this morning briefly over the phone. He was calling me on his way into work. And he and I both had the same perspective a long time ago, which was doesn't really matter as much what the internal um, culture view is on what's happening with, with marketing because we know where we need to go. And so, yeah, people don't understand. They're confused. They're pushing back. But as long as the owner understands I'm good and I don't have to, quote unquote, waste my time educating the rest of the company on how marketing has changed and what we're doing. What we're seeing is in some cases that that is not necessarily the right move. And Steve was saying, you know, he's totally shifted his perspective on that, where he actually holds lunch and learns in the corporate office where anyone in the company who wants to can come. And for, you know, like I think he said two hours of presentation on what it is they do, how they do it, just in a, in a sense, almost to overwhelm their, their senses and their, their brain and say, holy cow, this is more complex than I thought it was. But what's happening right now, when the market shifts down, the sales voice in the organization gets louder. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you haven't nurtured those relationships and shared the data openly with people. The things that you felt like were, were closed and you know everyone now understands that digital is most important. As the salespeople are screaming, and and if you're a salesperson listening, I don't mean actually screaming, but they're they're screaming for help, right? I need more traffic, mm-hmm. and whatever we're doing right now isn't getting me what I feel like I need. And so they're reacting to, let's grab whatever else we can. And that's okay. catching some people off guard because they thought that that was not a situation they would find themselves in at the company they're, they're working for.
2: So the panic has set in, and they're just kind of grabbing for things they've heard of before used before without really yeah. understanding why what we're doing now is better.
0: Yeah. Not from the marketing angle because they still feel confident. And I think in some ways that freaks people out even more, you know, sales is uh, under duress operations and and management is getting concerned. And then they go talk to marketing and they say, no, you know what? Everything looks good overall. They're just, people aren't walking in, but our web traffic is up and leads are up and everything's the sky is not falling. Um, then, then that's where, I think there's just, it's a, it's a misunderstanding from sales because the traffic's been good enough that they kind of, in essence, I've said, well yeah, whatever the marketing says, we don't, I mean, we're getting what we need. So go ahead and cancel all that mass media. But as, as the market has turned, it's, it's not panic as much as it is a lack of being able to, like maybe it's just a lack of practice of defending their own story. I mean, we always say, tell a story with data. And so they've kind of gone on autopilot on that part of it, of telling the story of what they're doing. Yeah. And so then they're caught off guard. How do I communicate? And, and again, in the example of, let's just turn it all off. That's where I, in my head, I think then that's a core fundamental belief, perhaps that you just don't believe that these online people are real. Right. And, and that. Yeah. <laughs> How can a medium like billboards or newspapers, which were impossible to track results from, Mm -hmm. have such a power on human psyche to say when times are tough, let's go back to that versus looking at the reality of the world we live in now? I don't know. I yeah right Is i'm trying to understand it's but like it's
2: like you can drive by it and see it whereas yeah
0: that's the you're right you're absolutely right i think that's it becca it's tangible yeah. tangible and i'm uh, like and maybe i'm weird i'm like weren't the
1: names tangible in the crm like that came from the site like that's more tangible no because because butterfly
0: 24 right? at gmail.com that doesn't sound like a home buyer butterfly <laughs> <Right. 24. laughs> xoxo yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it almost makes me think that maybe a, a way to inoculate that is just to a lot of times you know builders we work with are are overly obsessed I think about making sure that no um, uh, employee data shows up in their analytics and that they're not remarketing to employees et cetera. Part of me thinks maybe you just carve out uh, you know 150 bucks a month and make sure <laughs> all of your employees are getting remarketed to and see you everywhere. Uh, just to help with yeah with that, would that be interesting. challenge
1: and make like a view and analytics. Like here's all of our employees and here's yeah. A report like, yeah, that'd be interesting. Stock them stock. Them. Normal so,
0: retargeting is, you know, maximum two impressions per yeah. per day for 45 to 90 days. Employees Stalk show to them. them 15 times. Get crazy. <laughs> so
2: I kind of have a funny anecdote when I was adding, um, Google ads right in the beginning when mm-hmm. I first started, mm-hmm. I had a sales agent who would go and type in the search terms and oh, ask why her stuff wasn't popping up every single time. Oh,
1: that's never oh, sure. fun. Yeah, And usually that's like <laughs> so, Friday at like 10 o'clock at night or something. Hey, I was Googling this and uh, I don't seeing yes. seeing her ad pop up. Uh, yes. I think it's broken. Yeah. So. That's so funny.
0: All right. Let's, uh, let's shift off story time and over to the news with, Oh man, this is, this is going to be a Cranky Kevin episode until Ooh. we get past some of the stuff. You know, that's my favorite. Because <laughs> Cranky Kevin. This article, and generally, it's not, I like Builder Magazine. Yes, you know, Mike and I do write for a professional builder, but generally, I do like the work that, that Builder Magazine does and they, they do a great job. But this article, man. Um, it really made me want to do something. It just, it drove me (laughs) absolutely nuts. So the headline is top 25 builders killing it via social media. These builder 100 companies have had the most success using social media accounts, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So before we even dive in, when you see a headline like that, and you see the words had the most success using social media, what metric are you thinking about?
2: Yeah,
0: Conversions. (laughs) And
2: sales.
1: Maybe yeah, engagements stuff. on it, like comments and stuff, because yep. they can't get to the end result. Something that yeah. is tangible. Yeah, tangible. Real.
0: Of course, I went to conversions, leads, appointments, sales. And then I thought, well, maybe this is, and I literally all in about two seconds. I thought maybe they use Watson's AI to analyze the quality and tone of the conversations that people are having on social media. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That'd be cool. Maybe maybe so that's, you know, the interactions like you're talking about Andrew, but that they're mostly positive and that's how they are quote unquote, killing it. No, uh, to cut to the chase, it is simply by channel. uh, how many people are following, liking, um, the company. So for Facebook's, it is the top 25 most liked builders on Facebook. I had Uh, to
2: read that twice. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. kind of like, hmm, "Likes, all right,
0: likes, like, yeah." And there's
1: a clear winner in that one, which makes you really question the source. There is a, yeah, well, or something.
0: I think it just, I think the raw numbers make you question uh, a lot of this, you know. So, do you think that there are 1.3 million people who want to tattoo Lenar on their left arm? <laughs> I, I don't probably not. Not not that not that that that's strong of a correlation, but. You know, to like a home building company, let's be real in today's world. If you're a consumer, you still probably aren't liking the home builder unless you are about to buy from them, did buy from them. Mm -hmm. And even then, how engaged are you going to be long term? The the numbers on on their own look look crazy. And then looking through some of these folks who I'm not going to say their names, but I know that they are a disaster when it comes to results, uh, but that they have, you know, they're in this top 25 list of most like builders. But then when you talk to them uh, over a drink. At uh, the Builder Show or PCBC, they say, you know, we get nothing from social. H- how can we fix this? So uh, and then on Twitter, it's just the top 25 most followed builders. And Lennar is the top. Now, let's be clear. We don't know how they got here. Uh, it could be because I we have no interaction with Lennar uh, mm-hmm. at all. They could have great teams working on this all the time. And this could be 100% uh, naturally earned likes and follows. For sure. Could it be. That being said... Uh, you know, my own Twitter account, which I do not—I use Twitter to talk to people who I know, predominantly. Mm-hmm. So I don't really use Twitter correct, and I've never tried to get a follower count because I don't care. When I used uh, Sparktoro's fake account detection, I think I had like thirty-some percent fake accounts, fake accounts. Yeah, following me. Did you? So, did you
1: put in any of these names into Sparktoro? Maybe
0: we should go back and, and update that. That's it. yeah. I
1: I think we should. Well, the one you mentioned, we uh Lenar, um
0: mm-hmm.
1: 10x more than this their their first place if they are this in place. Yeah. Two hundred and sixty nine thousand followers on Twitter and the next group is twenty nine thousand. So it's like, whoa, like ten times more than the the next person. But who knows they might be killing the Twitter game like Wendy's Babe. and Taco Bell.
0: All those <laughs> to 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 make a joke. All those service requests on Twitter, warranty requests. I, okay. I, I hate my house. Why won't you come fix it? Screaming at the company on Twitter. All those followers, right? Yes. <laughs> that's Here. that's pretty much all I see all right. when it comes to home builders and Twitter. So these metrics are crap. This article is crap. Um, I don't know how to be more <laughs> Frankie Kevin emphatic about my feelings on this, but it has <laughs> nothing to do with anything. So I am um, going to speak this out into the world. So we do it. We are either going to use Watson on the top 5 people in this article or we're going to we're going to find a better way to do this because as human beings I already was asked uh, on one of my four calls today our perspective on organic social because they read this article and they were internally, the team was figuring out how can we, you know, you like these get guys? to Lenar status. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. I don't know how you could buy those. <laughs> and to be clear, this is nothing against Lenar. They may have gotten all of these followers and likes through a lot of hard work over the past five years or so. Uh, maybe when a lot of the organic value was higher and they saw this as an opportunity, they worked really hard at it. So if you work at Lenar, please, we're not picking on you. It's just uh, more the concept of the article at all. You sh- should still be proud of what you've accomplished if that was your goal. It's just that now in today's world, that doesn't necessarily define what killing it means. Yeah, I just I feel like I want to print this article out and burn it. That's And, and nothing against <laughs> the author. Um, again it's not not personal yeah. I just it's it's a terrible metric to throw yeah out
1: or at least like it, yeah frame it as such like
0: yeah. builders buy. this is the only data we could grab and like make this is the easiest for us to yeah this is the easiest for us to get so that's what we're using yeah um, but it, and even in the comments on the article like the, the two people are like yeah that may not be the right way to do that
2: <laughs> I feel like maybe it was the only stat you could get from 2015 that also was something that you can get today. Like there's so much more complicated ways that are better mm -hmm. to measure social now that just didn't exist in 2015.
0: Yeah, I I think then the data should have just been used into a lead in on a more in-depth story about why this is the only thing we can track, but it's also not important. Here's what's important. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that.
2: I agree.
1: Sweet.
0: And again, just in case people sped through that, we like Builder Magazine. Mm-hmm. We like all the all the editors. Nothing personal. Just I don't like um, pointing people in a direction that makes them waste time on things that don't matter. Agreed. Okay, let's yes. get off this. What's next? Ooh. I'll be happy now. I promise. On to the next one. <laughs> on to the next one. This one is
1: also by Spark Toro. Google click-through rates in 2018, paid, organic, and no-click searches. That is not a clickbait, clicking headline, however you want to call it. Like, that makes you think about it. Um, But it's actually Mm -hmm. super cool. It'll take you, I don't know, like 10 minutes to read it once you go through the article. But it's comparing over time exactly what I just said, paid, organic, and no-click searches. And that's like if you type in weather and then your zip code or just weather, it brings up the weather based on your GPS. So there's no-click to a website then paid organic and just comparing the click through rates or the the percentages of who gets what from, I think it goes back, how, how far does it go back? Two years, uh, back to 2016, super interesting and it does mobile versus desktop. What were yep. your top takeaways on that one, um, Kevin and Becca?
0: The, at the end of the day, what they said was in September of this year, for every 100 searches that were done on Google desktop, so from a laptop or a desktop computer, 65% roughly resulted in people clicking on an organic link result. 3.7 on a paid result, which that right there was also interesting, just so low. the conversion rate on paid average that would appear for September is 3.7 CTR, right? Um, mm mm-hmm. And then uh, and then thirty four percent were no click searches, and these again, uh, like you said, Andrew, whether anything where Wikipedia is going to give you the answer yeah. in the in the clip, and I think he didn't. I don't know that he talked about that in the article, but that's an example. he, he really is railing against content creators where Google made this deal with us all, where they're going to scrape our sites. They're going to use our content free of trademark to create this tool. And then the, the benefit for us is they're going to send us the traffic in Google as they've dominated and become essentially the monopoly on search mm-hmm. is changing the game and saying, no, nope, we're still going to take your content, Wikipedia, but people aren't going to go there. So your site's traffic may drop, but people are still going to get the content from you without having to click on it. Um, so, but 34% no click, which that already sounds high. But remember, this is desktop. When we switch to mobile, all those numbers on, on organic and no click are flipped. So now we have roughly a 30 some percent uh, organic click results are are chosen on mobile mm-hmm. and the 60 percent no click. Oh, wow. So that's I mean, you think about how much is going on on mobile and how yeah. close that device is to us. It, it does make sense when you think about the fact that a lot of mobile searches are done to simply Find a factual answer, you know. Um, Correct. Like, and, and we talked about this with the voice search too before, Andrew. S- same thing there, you know, Alexa, what is the weather going to be tomorrow? Um, Alexa, how many ounces are in a quart? What time you is know? it? Yeah, quick Thanks. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that's where voice is growing.
1: Yeah, that is interesting, and uh, to me, this the no click doesn't affect builders too much, right? Do we agree?
0: Well, that on the be... directions front, that's where Google My Business results uh, showing up. It's not that it affects you necessarily negatively. They're still, if they're trying to figure out how to get to your model home, they should be able to figure out how to get your model home without clicking if you've got your Google My Business stuff updated correctly. Yeah. So negative impact, I guess. Um, you might, you might be right. But as far as uh, like, you're definitely the, gonna get like less
1: traffic. New homes, if they're doing like the uh, searching for the home type of keywords like new homes in tampa new homes in columbus i don't think there will be too much unless yeah. google gets crazy but then they're taking on zillow and the other people they start doing like their own type of google shopping and accept google homes i don't know what they'd call it right which i yeah. don't see why they wouldn't i thought about that yesterday like why is no it's actually today went to look at a home that we are not thinking about buying but i wanted to look on and look at it and i'm like why is i had the zillow app open I'm like why is why am i not like driving on this map right here with the homes like i you know then i went to google um maps to put the address in
0: I'm like well, why is it it needs oh, to be just like so have wh-
1: the gps on there yeah um uh-huh quick
0: yeah rant, distraction yeah with the voice of spencer raskoff telling you to turn left, that would be amazing turn right that's right <laughs> perfect 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 but i'm like why is that not there um
1: but yeah but as far as yeah, yeah that would be really weird if they did that I don't think they will.
0: I think um, what is interesting is everyone is convinced that Amazon is going to be the downfall or the destroyer of home builders because they'll figure this out. But I think more complex products, it's still wide open, like you're saying. Oh, yeah. It could be Zillow. It could be Google. It could be Amazon yeah. because when it's more complex, you know, a, a no-click search on Google for new homes in Hilliard, if it showed up that Google Maps and all the data is overlaid, and they let you, you know, swipe through different elevations of floor plans that meet your criteria. I don't think there's anything at all that says that Google can't dominate more complex shopping experiences. Because at the end of the day, Amazon is very, very straightforward and ugly. I mean, it's 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 yeah. extremely efficient. Don't get me wrong, but it's straightforward yeah, right. and ugly. So that still leaves the door open for others. That's true.
1: Yeah. So read that article for sure we yeah we talked about it a while ago the other day when we first when you stumbled upon it
0: so if it's not negatively impacting builders now why would people want to go read it what what is the thing to be watching for or looking out for that this article is um, talking about for
1: me i think it's the paid the the paid clicks is increasing as far as percent from time like uh q1 uh, 2016 was 1.5 percent and now yeah. it's 3.4 yeah so that's definitely, you know, they're like, okay, there's people searching. We and need that's to make how they money. make
0: their money. So the article make, makes it, you know, every couple months to year or so, Bumps they up. have to shuffle the deck in terms of how those ads are
1: yep. shown. Which does cost money and advertising budget, but it's a, not a quick fix, that's not the right word, but it's a more controllable... Effort, and you could be like, okay, we just spend the money to get the clicks versus organic. That's a more yep. complex machine to yeah. to work on your own and manage on your own. A longer term investment, yep. you do need to do it like 100 without a doubt. Like have that strategy in place and and be focusing on it. But if paid's going up, then we at least know, okay, we know paid is going to increase if we keep spending with it. So, I right. like that. It, but yes. money
2: yeah. It also kind of highlights how SEO is still important because so much of the traffic is coming from. Google, even though more and more is coming from paid, there's still a significant amount that's coming from organic.
0: Yes. And that, I think, is when you say that builders aren't going to lose out, we're not content creators as builders. We're trying to monetize our our elevations and photos of our homes. So in that sense, do we care if if our homes show up in a no-click search or an organic search? Eh, I mean, you definitely want to get people to your site because then they can browse wherever they're going to go. But again, Andrew, I think to your point that that no click search of my own content, it doesn't hurt builders the same way as it would, you know, a musician or someone who writes factual data that Google's just scraping and then showing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that arbitrage of we need this many impressions or views on our site if we're selling ads on our site based on our
0: content sure. But you better have the content you do. in terms of photography, renderings, yes. and all that. And you better have it in a way that Google can understand it. And you better, you know, so that's one of the things that this article talks about is creating content specifically to show up in no-click searches, uh, even if it's something that they're not going to click on, but then might cause them to scroll down and choose to click on a link of the domain providing the no-click content. Lots of things to think about. It's, it's definitely... If I was only going to have you read one thing this next week, I'd have you go read that and think about its impact. Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right, and wrapping up the news, we got uh, an update on Facebook. Q3 results were out and in- Financially, a mixed bag. I think the stock is up uh, a hair, but more importantly, were the numbers in terms of user count basically flat, right, Andrew?
1: User count pretty much flat for the U- U.S. and Canada. They group us together. Um, yeah, you know, I wish they yep. did it by state, but that'd be way too much information. They would never.
0: Yeah, we need a we need a <laughs> Facebook trends instead of Google trends. They need to do that. Mm-hmm. We'll
1: yeah. have to talk to our rep about yeah. that. Pick us up. <laughs> um, but revenue is up thirty three percent year over year. Thirteen point seven billion in Q three. Um,
0: so where does revenue come from? From um, users. users,
1: advertisers. Right.
0: Well, no, advertisers Adzers. get the revenue. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: but they're there for the users. It comes from and, the people uh, using it, the
1: and then we pay them. Yeah, yeah it's. And I, I don't have it here, but I think Q3 was the highest revenue per user. Yeah, ever, which wow. means yeah,
0: like twenty seven dollars per Facebook users, I think was the fact yeah. that I saw you uh, you pull out there. Wow. like that,
1: which I think that would imply that ad costs are also as high as ever, right? Mm-hmm. should be yes yeah doesn't mean well
0: yeah It doesn't have to be the case but correct. if you're doing the yeah. vanilla facebook advertising route then yeah your costs are going to be or you're trying to find a very very targeted audience uh then your costs could be going up
2: well Z- Z- i can't even talk oh, today <laughs> i just called him
0: Z- zucky he's my yeah. he's my friend
2: <laughs> our pal zucky thinks that stories are the future instead of beat. interesting interesting yeah he yeah. thinks that um People want to share things, but they don't want them to be as permanent.
0: Maybe from a privacy standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Not as polished. So he said this on the call. And right now we're at like the 30 some minute mark. So we may just have two different episodes. So let's just feel free to talk freely here about this a little bit longer than we normally would. But, you know, on the on the conference call that Mike said that stories he thinks are the future for Facebook, that that's the type of interaction that's going to going to grow. And so I want to ask you guys, why do you think or do you you believe? Is that why stories are so popular? Why do you guys think stories are popular? Because I have I have a theory. Becca, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
2: I would like you to go first. because I'm not a big story person.
1: There you go. I'll go first. Um, So when I do stories, I'm not as um, self-aware, self-conscious, self-looking at the photo as far as like, oh, this is going to be there permanently. Mm hmm. Um, it's going to be for twenty twenty four 24 hours, then it will go away. So it's more spontaneous, like, oh, this is a good moment that I would like people to, to see, um, that I think is interesting. So last night was Halloween. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll put up the kiddos cause they, they look crazy. Mm-hmm. So I put it up out there, but I, I don't know why I wouldn't put that on my feed. I don't know.
2: Cause you're not a hoarder.
1: Like, I know for the story. Like I know wild, yeah, I'm not a hoarder. I know on the story, like, okay, I just put it up there. I don't have to think about it as much. I'm not thinking into the post as much. And there's no text to write as far as...
0: Well, so that, that's how you're using it. With and it. I, yeah, I, that's how I, I grant it. you that that is 100% true, right? You're just, you're shooting them off on the fly like a snap. My truth is my truth. But if you watch, if you watch how a lot of people use Instagram stories... It's actually a lot harder to craft those and takes more time, right? If you're adding elements to it. Oh yeah, like you're doing the stickers design and, and your the st- yeah. stickers yeah. And, and drawing and you have multiple sequences. Like it's harder mm-hmm. at the same time as it as you're saying, it's easier. Just take a picture, throw it up there. I think how a lot of influencers and organizations are using it is harder because there's more design and, and creativity that's going into them. You guys agree with that or
2: yeah. Absolutely. I agree, but it
1: is native in the app as far as right. it's harder, but in it, at least it's right there. Mm-hmm. Like you just do it right there mm-hmm. or you can. That's almost like, well, is it easier? Yeah, it's harder, but then it could be easier. You don't have to have like your other. And app you get
0: to it. choose whether you put those stickers and drawings and stuff, tags on there or not mm-hmm. for sure. Right. You don't not everyone's going to do that. So Andrew's and. Uh, Theory is it's, it's just easier and, and less permanent. Becca, what do you think?
2: Okay, so I'm a hoarder. You should know this <laughs> about my social media use is that I like to keep the pictures where I can see them. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably why I don't do as much stories, but I probably need to do a few more stories because it's way more creative.
1: i would do it. So that'd be so we almost have three categories yeah. of story usage.
0: Yeah. But I think that's why they rolled out the archive option so that, you know, the stories are still all there on your phone and now you can go to your profile and choose, uh, you know, holidays or an event or and have kind of this. Ability for people to go back and, and make these stories permanent, both for you and for other people to see. But kind of, you're saying just natively when you open it up, you're thinking if I'm going to post something, I want to be able to go back and look at it and be reminded. Yeah. I think that. And share it. What's the feature again. called on Facebook? Is it Time Hop or what, what is it? Yeah. Um, you know Time Hop. Seeing, seeing so that's, what you posted five years ago and four years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. fun.
1: So that's posting the stories. What about the usage of stories and why people might be using those more than the feed? Or did, did Zuckerberg say that?
0: Uh, I did not see him say that. And I don't, I don't know that I've heard anyone say this. So I could be totally wrong with my theory about all this. I think it has more to do with transparency of who is interacting with you. Because that's the other part. Yeah. Stories are less interactive, generally. Now, they've created some functionality where you can, mm-hmm. you know, do question and answer and, and slide emojis back and forth to rate things. But generally speaking, if you post something and you get, you know, 15 comments in the feed, you may get one or no comments from a story. Yeah. Yep. So I am always thinking about what is the feedback loop that's encouraging behavior and what is the feedback loop that you think makes people want to keep putting things up on stories that you do not get from a actual post in the feed. I'm trying to think if I understood. Your- <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely in my own uh, head. Probably on it's, this. Um- what, what is the, yeah, like the feedback loop of wanting to keep posting on Facebook is you want to get more likes, you want to communicate with your friends, you want to let them know what's going on, mm-hmm. but the thumbs up, the hearts, the smiley faces, and the comments... That's what keeps you coming back. If you're if, if you're a person who posts on social,
1: right? Gotcha, the average yep. human
0: being, that's what happens.
1: Gotcha. So that... And then the feedback on stories, well, at least I don't do stories on Facebook because I'm a weirdo, but I do do them on Instagram and, and that will have the seen by number. Mm-hmm. So it gives you like the views or the impressions per story. Or, exactly. Yeah, per story.
0: And I think that yeah, is... So cause that,
1: that was, even if you don't get comments, mm-hmm. which are DMs, which I think I'm a weirdo, maybe I'm a weirdo. I don't, I'm like... Why, why are you on my dms <laughs> like
2: yeah that
0: is a little weird
1: but that's just the natural like that's what they want it to to be instagram like the way they designed yep.
0: it so I'm, I'm just i'm thinking in my free time about this and thinking what is it about stories that is making people want to continue to post them if no one's commenting on them and no one's liking them and and other people can't see how many how many likes they have either right all this is gone from stories Mm-hmm. And I think they're masking it by saying these go away and, or, or obviously not, because there are people like you, Andrew, who are thinking we're just throwing this up there um, without yeah. without processing it. I think the feedback loop is seeing how many people have viewed it, because the downside to Facebook that you hear everyone say is that everyone's gone away and most people are creepers and they don't interact with me. And right. Right. Like, <laughs> again, yeah. we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. far enough in the show where I can keep talking about my wife as an example but, yeah. and not get into trouble is when <laughs> you know she'll see someone in real life. has not interacted or liked anything she's posted for a year. And then she'll see them and they know everything that's happened because they are looking and interacting. And that's a weird experience too. It's like, wait, that is weird. You've been watching me and and what I've posted about my kids and whatever else, but you've never commented, never liked on it, but you've seen it all. And I think the feedback loop in the stories is you cannot creep on a story. The person who posted it knows you looked at it. yeah. And I think that is the... From an advertiser's perspective, the reason I think stories are so, is, is you know, I can prove as an influencer, the people, my core audience, right? It's not just how many how many people I can blast something out to, it's how many people choose to go into the stories and every day watch my content.
1: And I think people are using stories because it's quicker mm-hmm. to view, if you're like, hey, I want to spend three minutes, I'm waiting for something to happen. On Instagram or Facebook, three minutes in stories, I believe you will see more images, more, more people that you follow than if you were to go oh, in the feed.
2: Absolutely, like, like
1: maybe a hundred versus twenty five or thirty, um, huh. whatever number. That's maybe. so interesting. But I think that's. I've, I feel and so. If you're like, I'm over this person, you could you know slide it and then it skips right. to the next person,
0: right?
2: And they're usually more relevant. Like they're people you interact with more frequently.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with some of that, and and to me, like I don't. I don't usually find myself scrolling through all of the stories at one time. I'm going to look for that person yep. who I want to see their stuff and go watch it. So I think I actually see much less in the stories, but again, it's what I'm choosing to see. And so if I know someone is right. prone to political rants, I just skip that person Done. every time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I, I just think, I think there's more psychology to the stories than anyone is talking about. And I think it's because Agreed. it's this kind of, it's admitting that what's driving you is the people who are looking at it is not something that feels good. It's like, no, it doesn't. But at the but same yes, time, from, yeah. from a marketing perspective, marketer perspective, it's feedback to say what type of content do people like. Uh, going back to what Sean, you know, last week of using it as a testing bed of what do people respond to? What mm-hmm. do they not respond to? It, it is faster, even though it's harder in some ways, I think to create content there. The feedback loop is faster. Anyway, just I, I wanted Definitely. to see what your guys thought was on my theory, because I think that is that's, that's what's driving a lot of this use of stories is you can't creep like imagine you're a, a high schooler now yeah and you put something out there, you know exactly which one of your friends saw it and which ones didn't. Yeah, that's awesome. Because the only big. other that would be the only other feedback loop you get is how many times a video has been viewed, which let's talk about that. News story number four. LinkedIn video views are not real. Um
1: I need to get on LinkedIn more. I know Chris Hartley, he loves LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. He's up on that thing yeah. all the time. Um, but yeah, I i don't know if the last time I logged in.
0: Well, when I say I'm LinkedIn bad. video views aren't real, the reason was because Instagram, you know, that's the one thing that you can as someone who posts something, you can see how many times your video is viewed. Mm-hmm. You don't know who did it, though, yeah. where you post it in a story, you know who viewed it. Yeah. But LinkedIn videos are going viral in terms of everyone saying you got to get there. The counts, the numbers are huge. Guys, LinkedIn itself is telling you that LinkedIn video views are counted as showing up on your screen. So that doesn't count. I saw someone (laughs) and it was something I respect from outside the industry talking about how LinkedIn video they did a test with Facebook video, LinkedIn video and um, Facebook was faster and then burnt out and LinkedIn just kept going and going and going and going and it was just growing this massive audience. Uh, you know, he's like, I had a thousand views on LinkedIn and I only had a hundred views on Facebook. And I'm thinking, but that's just scrolling through the feed. Facebook's video view count is three seconds, right? Yep, one. And two, LinkedIn is yeah. just literally, it appeared on the screen. So don't get overly excited about yeah. that. It's right, exactly right. It's an impression count, not a view count. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm. This has been very Mm -hmm. uh, cathartic, this episode of Market Proof Marketing. I appreciate it. Cranky
1: Kevin, (laughs) what could be my A, something, B, Becca? I don't don't know. If you have an idea, let us know.
0: So I think (laughs) we've gone long enough on this news that this might be its own standalone episode. And anything else out there that you guys are seeing that you think is interesting, you don't think is. Um, this is,
1: I think it's kind of interesting. Um, so I'm in different Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. not related to builder marketing, this core group of people that do like affiliate marketing, which is that gray area of internet stuff. And starting two days ago, (laughs) Facebook started banning, um, which we don't talk about because we don't have these type of issues with, with our, with our uh, partners and builders, um, banning business managers, which is not normal. Oh yeah. Uh, normally if someone is getting shady, they ban the account. Mm-hmm. So you have your ad account, uh, oh. they have your business manager. And a couple of days ago, Facebook started doing the whole business manager. So these people <laughs> are, you know, it's revenue that Facebook doesn't want anyways. i rather have legitimate advertisers have. So they just been knocking them out left and right. And it's, it is great scene, which is good, which should be, free up inventory for the rest of us Mm -hmm. because they'll still spend a lot of money it's not like they're spending a couple bucks they try to do but it's all product that no one really wants to see um anyways so yeah i just thought that was kind of interesting i don't know if it's timely with q3 or just getting ready for the holiday season or elections i don't know but it's some, it was definitely like a manual action because it was tons and tons of people.
0: Yeah, they're getting their stick out is how I'm going to put yeah. it in the show notes. Um, they're getting it out. They are being very aggressive. <laughs> uh, we had a post for someone who was flagged as political or an issue of national importance. And it was about a housing project. And I said, I think you're confused, Facebook. And they replied back and said, nope, uh, we think this is an issue of national importance. And so I had to photocopy my passport, give my social security information, get yeah, a yeah. text to my phone, and now I'm waiting for a postcard to arrive to validate that the address on my passport is where I actually yeah. live. And they're gonna
1: show up to your house, ask you questions. It's like a like
0: Yeah, a but I think it's it's to that point of they want yeah. they want to be able to um, protect national interests and all, all that stuff is good. They also want to be able to very specifically be able to ban me if I do something wrong in the future. Don't I mean, that's right. They they want to make sure that they can deny me access and I can't just create another account and start it again, yeah. which again, it's not bad. It's just, they're definitely getting more aggressive about it. Yeah. I'd say that is definitely on the aggressive side.
1: Interesting. Yeah. It's all connected.
0: Yeah. With the holiday spending that you were talking about, uh, Facebook is just continuing to send us emails about, Hey, prepare for for winter is coming in terms of Facebook uh, ad dollars and what that's going to get you. And this is, this is an interesting way to put it, though. I, I said this to someone the other day, and I think it, it helped get through the point, which is in Google search, we're competing against other new home builders or existing mm-hmm. homes. With Facebook and Instagram, we're competing against Radio Shack in terms of who's going to who's going to see it and how many impressions are available. And so when Radio Shack and Cracker Barrel and Gap and everyone else says Black Friday is here, you know, the whole holiday push, they're basically sounding Armageddon that your costs are going to go through the roof. (laughs) <laughs> if you don't prepare for it and change the way that you're doing doing your advertising, I think that's really they've never done it to this extent ever. Um, no. so, so they're expecting yeah, so costs to go up big.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they will. I'm getting conspiracy theory. If they're going to inf- inflate prices more than <laughs> they normally would, even though it's quote in auction, mm-hmm. um, to meet you know here's our results Q4 whenever it comes out January or or February. I don't know um, to be 2017. Because their stock is like way down from all the uh, privacy stuff mm-hmm. back in June. Like crazy, crazy numbers.
0: I, I think it's real because their their revenue went up 33%. Yeah. They don't have 33% more users. And nope. so no. there's only so many spaces to show an ad. Yeah. Yep.
2: Supply think, and demand.
0: I think that's why I'm still holding Economics. on to my stock. You know, is it's supply and demand. Exactly right, Becca. That's and, has to go up. Yeah. Okay. Economics. Awesome. All right, let's hop on over to the answers to last week's question of the week, and then we'll call it a show. Sweet. All right.
1: And the question of the week was: What percent of your website traffic for October came from social media? This so this is paid and organic. Yep.
0: Uh, it was I interesting. The the I mean, it wasn't too far away from what I was expecting, but but break it down for us. What do we, what were the answers here?
1: Yeah. Here we go. Starting from zero to ten percent. 32% of people said they were in that bracket. So
0: that's a little surprising to me that first yeah, one. Yeah. Seems that was low. Yeah. I thought. I
1: thought every, I, I thought really the, low.
0: I thought it would almost be like 60% in that 11 to 20 range. But 32 say 0 to 10, which Yeah,
1: that's crazy. And then if that, yeah, 11 to 20 range is 36%. Okay. Getting there. Yeah, cuz
0: again this is social or organic and paid. And I feel like Correct. Maybe the zero to 10 just aren't, aren't putting much money in there. Let me see if I know any of these people.
1: Yeah, that's what I would think because I would, you're tracking. I do know these people. Yeah.
0: So Good. I think the zero to 10, you must not be spending much money at all. Because uh, again, Correct. remember, we just shared these stats last week. You know, 7% roughly is the average in organic traffic. Organic social media traffic uh, without any paid is around was around 7% at its height and now falling down to closer to, to 4 or 5. So yeah. So that's like Weird. very
1: minimal budgets. Yeah. Like a couple hundred bucks a month. Probably. Maybe
0: the doing the $5, $10 boost on a post here and there. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. So lots of opportunity for those people on the positive side.
0: But what is interesting, I know that one of those people, I'm not going to say mm-hmm. who, is paying uh, an agency quite a bit of money to create content to post organically. So even though they may not be posting interesting. ads, they're still paying a good amount mm-hmm. of money to create organic content. That's not getting them very much
1: unsurprisingly. Well, now I'm really sad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not fun. <laughs> Alright. Up the budget. Moving on. Which one were we on? The 11 to 20? Is that where we were? 11 to 20 uh, That's what we just said, yeah. Okay, that was 36%. And then here we go. 21 to 30%. That was 18% of the uh the poll results so that's okay 21 to 30 i i I think that's it's a good amount it's not
0: surprising i don't think especially for larger builders maybe um who have more money to spend again it's a question of oftentimes we get people who have big budgets i know this sounds shocking who have bigger budgets who are like where do i put all this money and so you know that's when we talk about syndication sites Mm -hmm. other places to invest but oftentimes that means they will they will invest heavily in social too yep
1: then the next group, thirty-one to forty percent, and that was fourteen percent of the full results. Thirty-one to forty. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if there's a perfect number. I know there's a because it's all relative. Yeah. You know, you have no, I candidate. don't think
0: there's a perfect number and by yeah. by any means. In fact, the twenty-one to thirty, um, those are all people we we know very well, and you know we're not doing anything goofy. Or, or crazy there. And in fact, yeah. um, they'd be spending significantly less money than some of those people in the 11 to 20 range that I know. So it's all, it's all relative. I think, the one, you know, Will Deuter I made a comment that if anyone voted over 40%, they had a serious, you know, too many eggs in one basket problem. <laughs> and that that may be true. I think if you get too high, uh, then why aren't you getting more from an SEO? It's not necessarily that your social approach is bad. It may just mean that everything else.
1: Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, it's is low.
0: It's low. Exactly. And so that's where you may not be dedicating a, too many eggs in the basket. It's just you're not good <laughs> at at organic or paid search or yep. email or anything. And what
1: do we talk about? If you have a brand new website, your numbers are like brand new business, brand new website. Your numbers gonna be all over the place. Yeah. For a little while. Yep. Like for quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Until you get some momentum one. going. That's fun. What about yeah. the question of the week for this week? All right. Let's do something uh, seasonal. Get us in okay. the holiday mood. I just got my email this morning from Starbucks that the, the next round of holiday drinks have been <laughs> been released. So tis the season of giving. Uh, if your company uh, gives back to the community, gives people extra time off, works on special projects, uh, Habitat for Humanity, like Becca mentioned earlier in, in the show, Wounded Warrior Project. I'm trying to think of some other bigger ones like that. Uh, the St. Jude Children's Hospital, but if your if your builder mm-hmm. has an intentional effort to have a tire boss brand building story building moment, but also just gives back, share in the comments on the in the Facebook group what those things are. Maybe it'll spark some ideas for others on how they can get involved and get back to their community too. Perfect, it's a good one. Make us feel all warm and fuzzy after my yeah. negative fuzzy. tirade uh, this week.
1: <laughs> cranky cranky kevin episode
0: that's right perfect not allowed next time all right guys that'll do it for this week have a fantastic week we'll see you again next time see ya